0: Hello from the ABA Mid-Year Meeting 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Lawrence Coletti. George Gengot.
1: Davina Durgana.
0: And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network.
1: <laughs> and
0: we're back. Thank you so much for joining us again. Here we're still in Las Vegas. Uh, we're at the beautiful Caesars Palace Hotel, which is incredible. Very hard to get through, by the way. It's a lot of uh, turns that take you by gaming machines and tables. So I don't know what the uh, the crossover there, the lesson is. But uh, anyway, we're here to talk about a somewhat sobering topic. But I do have some wonderful guests. They uh, did the honor, uh, or did me the honor of uh, giving me a little pregame here. It's a topic I don't know a lot about, but I learned a lot. And so we're gonna talk about human. Trafficking, And I think probably a good place to start judging from our conversation is, you know, uh, human trafficking, I think a lot of people lump a lot of different things into it. So I think what I want to do is just to try to clarify what is meant by human trafficking, maybe start with smuggling versus trafficking.
1: So smuggling is typically considered a crime against a state. It's a crime against national immigration laws and borders. Human trafficking is a crime against an individual. In the U.S., the Trafficking Victim Protection Act considers any form of commercial sex or forced labor for the purposes or through the means of forced fraud and coercion to be human trafficking, especially if those involved are commercial sex and are minors. However, for the work that I do with the Walk Free Foundation, we actually look at this globally. So that means that we have to look at a U.N. standard based on the Palermo Protocol. We refer to something called modern slavery that includes forced labor, forced marriage and slavery like practices. It's a bit broader, but um, it's really kind of important for our work because not every country will legislate human trafficking or modern slavery the same way.
0: So, before uh, Dr. Ghani, before we uh, open up the topic a little bit more, uh, can we share some of the statistics? I, when we were talking uh, before the show began, I was alarmed at the number of people that are considered slaves in this modern day and era.
1: Absolutely. So, the Walk Free Foundation publishes the Global Slavery Index, and we actually publish research on 48 countries that have nationally representative surveys through Gallup World Poll on modern slavery. It's one of the biggest sources of data on this issue. and. Um, We really look to include in vulnerability models and government response data to try to get a full picture of what this looks like globally. We've also partnered with the International Labor Organization this year, with the UN, and have come up with a number that is actually a unified number that we're supporting as a field, which is 40.3 million slaves on any given day in 2016. And that's actually astounding, because you've got 15.9 million of those people are in forced marriage, and these are very conservative estimates, so these are typically very extreme cases that we're talking about. 24.3 for forced labor
0: so uh george you and dr dagana you just uh, got done presenting at an event called the trafficking in the world of chance human trafficking in the casino industry and beyond so one of the things that jumped out at me was i didn't really understand what the gaming industry what the correlation between the gaming industry and trafficking would be
2: well it's it's interesting you know a lot of people jump to the conclusion that uh that the casinos would employ a lot of people that were trafficking victims or, or things of that nature. And it's been my experience for the most part, responsible casinos engage in a great deal of background checks and, and uh, try to make sure that their workforce is, is actually not part of that pool. However, uh, in an area like Las Vegas or, or a, a casino-based uh, uh, area, there's such a tens of thousands of hotel rooms and places where people actually would take trafficking victims it becomes critical that the employees of these casinos are aware of the of the red flags, the signs and symptoms of a trafficked victim.
0: So it's not just the, the gaming industry that suffers from this. I mean, other travel-related industries and other places where there might be some lodging temporary could mm-hmm. potentially Definitely. see
2: a lot of uh, trafficking. Definitely. I, th- I think it's really important to always remember it's not necessarily a crime of movement. However, we have noticed that there are kind of predictable patterns of movement that that do occur, when people utilize either local hotels or, or again, like a, a large casino environment, places where they can kind of be hidden in plain sight. There's just so many people that they can hide with.
0: Does a cash-based business
2: make trafficking a little easier for the people that are doing that? or? I would definitely say so. I think obviously the casino's an environment where there is a great deal of cash, which also lends itself to a great deal of demand. Wouldn't you think so?
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So any place that you have disposable income and people that are there, mostly transient visiting populations coming into a small, sometimes rural, sometimes tribal environment, there's high potential for exploitation, particularly of the local population. The demand for commercial sex, the demand for even cheap and unscrupulous labor in places that aren't as well regulated, it's certainly an issue, especially with the hospitality and service components to this. There's a lot of easily exploited labor involved as well as, and very much commercial sexual exploitation.
0: So Dr. Degano before we began the today's episode we were talking a little bit about diversity and the correlation mm. to trafficking so really interesting uh kind of angle here and so yeah. can you I guess, expound upon what we discussed prior.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm, I'm thrilled to talk about this. So a lot of our work globally, um, sometimes it doesn't seem as applicable to our own our own backyards, to the United States. But it's been my experience in all the forms of trafficking we've seen abroad that we can find almost all of those types of trafficking in the United States. Almost every industry of labor exploitation, every industry of commercial exploitation. We have a hugely diverse geographically, demographically the huge population, all kinds of issues, lots of interest in people moving here, moving from here. I mean, it's a really transient, it's a very dynamic, exciting place. But one of the problems I, I would say is that we have almost every type of trafficking I've ever encountered. And even in the case of child soldiers, which traditionally we would think is impossible in a country like the U.S., um, there are very, very many urban street gangs of, of children that are forced into situations that are very, not very dissimilar from child soldiers.
0: Well, And, and you were also saying that uh, a diverse economy might mm-hmm. uh, bring in a lot of different options and inroads for people that... Uh, I guess, practicing that trade.
1: Absolutely, so our economy survives on, and certain industries survive on, my seasonal workers, seasonal migrant workers that are required to come in and help us do um, certain jobs that we aren't actually fielding the supply for within the U.S. And it's it's a very troubling situation because now we're looking at people who are already vulnerable and facing increased obstacles to coming into the country, which doesn't always mean that they are then deterred from entering. It just means that they may be more likely to take riskier forms of entry, which puts them in more danger.
0: Hey George, you work in the gaming industry. What's your position with, uh, with your organization?
2: Uh, I'm the Vice President of Security and Surveillance for Firekeepers Casino. Uh, it's a casino that's that's wholly owned and operated by the Nottawasepi Huron Band of the Potawatomi Indians. And, uh, and a great deal of the work that I've been able to do has been because of them uh, being in support and wanting to further this the handling of this, this issue.
1: And Georgia's community is really amazing. They have a robust law enforcement community. They have a really strong connection to paying attention to this crime. It's really, really remarkable.
0: You all have made a, an organizational decision to apply countermeasures to trafficking. What are some of the programs that you've, you've laid into place that, that are helping right now?
2: So the, probably the most important thing is to create an environment where, where we have employees, where they have the ability to safely and comfortably report things that, that don't look right to them. Once we've helped them understand certain red flags to, to recognize, they have a, a reporting structure that allows them to report things up the chain without putting themselves at risk. Each layer in the chain has kind of a, a greater level of training and a greater level of responsibility up to and, and including uh, eventually reporting to the human trafficking network, which includes most federal agencies that would respond to such a thing.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And so uh, have you seen some results? I mean, uh, over time, do you have some measurable key performance indicators saying that since the time you put some of these countermeasures in place, there's been X amount of crime solved or or is it too early for that?
2: We're probably too small a slice to actually bring into this measurement. However, with saying that the human trafficking task force in Michigan has had a great deal of success. I think the last stat I saw was, was well over 200 trafficking victims that have been discovered over the course of the last year. And and removed from this process. So um, there's a lot of really great things happening. And a lot of times it doesn't happen uh, local to the casino or local to the tribe. It it becomes evident further downstream, but uh, that's what sets all this stuff into play with with the federal agencies. So I'm pretty excited about it actually.
0: Dr. Ghana, you I mean you're obviously very familiar with the numbers and so when you see organizations like George's implement some of these measures what what kind of statistics and stats are you seeing in the decrease of instances of human trafficking
1: Well actually so one of the things that I find most um, really innovative about George's work is that the tribal communities around the United States are traditionally places that a lot of violence against women have been occurring, a lot of rapes against, a lot of Native women are raped, a lot of Native women are actually also murdered. And those statistics from when they're available, this is also a population that isn't as scrupulously counted as probably they should be, as certainly they should be. So it becomes very difficult to understand the extent of this abuse and exploitation. But what information is available does indicate that a majority of the attacks against Native women are actually coming from non-Native men. So that really does concern me when we're talking about casinos on tribal land or things that are bringing people into the reservations and then not allowing for enough protection or adequate detection, um, especially in the tribal communities that don't have enough law enforcement support. I mean, it's a real a real challenge there. So I would expect the numbers to be very high. And, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of effort to measure those, which I think is something that also should change.
0: So uh, my uh, second to last question before uh, my final question, you know, just in terms of the faces of human trafficking, I mean, who are our most vulnerable uh, fellow human beings that get uh, pulled Mm -hmm. into this.
1: Yeah, so vulnerability is is very context specific, right? And I think we have lots of different types of vulnerability. I would say broadly, children are very vulnerable. So specifically children without capable guardians, children that are perhaps runaway, children that really don't have a lot of other opportunities to provide for themselves. I think you're seeing a very vulnerable population. But then you're also seeing very different situations for people that are adults, um, victims of labor trafficking, who have a very difficult time identifying as victims because they may be used to Um, exploitative labor conditions, or perhaps they even don't identify as victims. And you see that also with women in the commercial sex industry as well. So I think um, there's a lot of vulnerabilities in the U.S. Because we are talking about the tribal communities as well, though, I do want to make that plug again, that these communities do deserve the protection that the rest of Americans enjoy. And I think one of the problems we have is that we don't have enough force, en- enough um, funding, enough broader public policy interest in making sure that these these uh, vulnerabilities are corrected or somehow resilience is integrated into some of this planning. And I think that's really important because it, it really shouldn't be that there are any populations of any group in the United States that are so poorly counted in terms of violent crimes.
2: One of the things that Davina spoke about earlier that, that really Struck a chord with me was well, sometimes we don't know what we don't know, mm-hmm. and part of what her group is doing is is finding out what we don't know. Mm-hmm. So at this stage of the game, it can be kind of daunting as these numbers mount mm-hmm. and we we see them grow. But I think it's critical to really understand what's going on. And and when you have tribal tribal environments where you have tribal governments, um, some of which are utilizing casinos as funding sources for the, for their own um, for their own growth, they're also using that to kind of fund moving forward for other tribal environments that maybe don't have those funding sources. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty exciting to see, uh, again, some really smart people out there uh, putting together some pretty good programs.
1: Yes, I want to second that. There's so much innovation in the tribal communities and especially about on ABA affiliated people today that we met, they were incredible. Judges and even Judge Brisboy, like people on our panel, they were incredible. We were really grateful to meet them. Definitely.
0: All right, so last question. So, uh, George, I just want to hit uh, one more time, uh, your background, where you work, what do you do? But also, you know, our listeners may want to reach out and they may want to ask some questions. Uh, how can they find you?
2: My name is George Gencott. I'm the Vice President of Security and Surveillance for Firekeepers Casino. Uh, again, that's a, not a assembly here on band of the Potawatomi-operated uh, casino. Um, I can be reached at ggencott, uh g j e n k o t at firekc.com, and I'd be more than happy to hear from anybody that had questions or, or anything I could do to help. Dr. Degana same question.
1: Absolutely. So my name is Davina Dugana. I'm a senior statistician and report co-author of the Global Slavery Index for the Walk Free Foundation. And I also can be reached by email at ddugana, D-U-R-G-A-N-A, at walkfreefoundation.org.
0: Well, we've reached into the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guest, Dr. Davina Durgana, for joining us and uh, Mr. George Gencat also for joining us.
1: Thank you. thank you. It was Happy lovely to be, be here.
0: here. Also, <laughs> want to thank our listeners uh, for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, please find us first. Subscribe, rate, and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes.